Hello and thank you for listening to episode 477 of 60MW. I'm Dave and this is another of our interview shows. And in this one, I have a returning guest. I last spoke to him in March 2018. And if you haven't listened to that already, I do encourage you to go back into our archives and have a listen. Because back on the show, it's Michael Sweet from Striper chatting about their new album. Their great new album, The Final Battle. Oh, yeah, it's, well, as you'll hear in the show, it is an absolute banger. It's really, really good. And um, again, I say this quite a few of the interview shows, but if you're a new listener, uh, I only talk to people whose work I really love, be that in the music business or the movie business or any type of entertainment business. Uh, and that way you, the listener and the guest, of course, knows that my enthusiasm and my excitement is completely genuine. And yes, I was very excited to have Michael back on the show. Uh, usual tangents, of course. You know the interview shows that I do. I never have any questions ready. It's always more of a conversation, and the conversation can go anywhere. That's what makes it fun. So please, as always, sit back, relax, get comfortable, and listen to me have a chat with Michael Sweet. Michael, first of all, it is so awesome to chat with you again. I cannot believe I was lucky the last time that you were on the show was in March 2018, which is like four and a half years ago now, which has just gone by in a flash. So I'm delighted to have you back. So thank you for giving me some more of your time again. Of course. Thank you for giving me your time and for supporting the band and waving the striper flag. Uh, I tell you, time is going uh, faster and faster as we get older. At least it feels that way to me. And <laughs> me it's, it's so important. <laughs> Very important for us to uh, savor every moment and, and take advantage of every single moment that we have. Most definitely. And I mean, what a day to record with you as we sit here on the 24th of October, 36 years to the day since To Hell With The Devil was released. Isn't that something? I mean, it's, it's, that's what I mean by the time going so quickly. I, I, it, to me, when I look back and I think about To Hell With The Devil, and I'm not just saying this. It really feels like it was, you know, 14, 15 years ago. It doesn't yep. feel like it was 36 years ago. And it just is mind boggling to me. And uh, I'm just thankful to still be alive and be talking to you. You and me both. I mean, obviously, I'm grateful that you're alive. And of course, I'm grateful that I'm alive. I was thinking back to when to Hell with the Devil was released and there was me as a 21-year-old buying the album. And yeah, like you said, doesn't seem that long ago, <laughs> really, at all. It, it really doesn't. It really doesn't. And yeah, and it seems, uh, you know, I married my wife, Lisa, in 2010. So we're approaching our 13th year anniversary. And it feels like we've been married for three or four years. And it, I just, I'm astonished at how quickly the time seems to be passing. Oh, yeah, it does. And the, f the first thing I'd love to chat with you, I just want to make sure uh, to begin with that you're okay. Because you recently had, if I'm remembering this right, your third eye surgery, haven't you? I've, I had my third eye surgery. I had two uh, detachments, same eye, same retina. And I had my third surgery uh, three months ago, a little over three months ago. And that was to put a new lens in my eye and remove the oil. And because of the severity of my situation, 
uh, they had to put the lens on the outside of my cornea, which my no. eye is not liking at all. <laughs> no. uh, and I'm trying to get used to it, trying to get used to it. And I will eventually, but I'm just thankful I can see out of that eye at yeah. all. Uh, and I'm not a cyclops, you know? Because <laughs> I wear glasses. I've worn glasses for nearly 40 years now. And I just, I can't even wear contact lenses, Michael, the thought of just doing that to my eye. So what you've had to go through just... It made me shudder. It really did. Well, it made me shudder as well because my worst <laughs> fear was any problems with my eyes. Yeah. Because I have really sensitive, very light eyes in color. They're very sensitive to the sunlight and just overall. And the thought of any kind of surgery on my eyes would just make me shake. And I just felt like, okay, well, that's what I got. Mm -hmm. You know, so I guess God knows I can take it. I don't know. Yeah, I would say so, because I would be the same. I think any sort of surgery, if it was going to be on my eyes, that would be, yeah, I think that'd be my worst sort of nightmare. So I'm so glad it's, yeah. it's all going good. And, you know, like you said, you can see that's what that's all. It is. Positive. I can see. I can see you. I'm looking at you. You can't see me. And, it, and I'll tell you how good I can see you're wearing a pink shirt, right? Yes. <laughs> and for anybody that's never going to see this it's a black shirt <laughs> i mean this, oh, this is one thing i love about you michael and it's it's your sense of humor and it came across in the last interview show that we did back in 2018 and it comes it really comes across in your social media i was laughing again to uh, well today and the other week I, the things that you put up on there you do this stuff with the face swapping and making you younger and putting you into into certain things i've got to admit though the one that acts absolutely it had me almost in tears laughing is you put, you put a picture of yourself up on stage with this certain expression on your face and it was um and i've wrote down what you put every now and again someone rips one this is the face I make. <laughs> it's, I, I encourage everybody to go and follow you on your social media because your, your sense of humor definitely comes across. Well, you know, look, I was the class clown. I was the guy always goofing around and, and you know, making people laugh, hopefully. I like to <laughs> laugh. Laughter is good for the soul. And, you know, so many of my posts that people get upset about and they think I'm being a, a jerk uh, I'm, I'm doing so with the smile. They, they can't yeah. read the tone of the text. So, yeah. you know, uh, yeah, I love to laugh. I do, I do have a sense of humor, and, and I make fun of myself more than anyone. You do, yeah. You, you, you're not worried at all about making fun of yourself and just, just enjoying life, nope. which is what it's all about, basically. When it boils down to it, it's about enjoying life, isn't it? Exactly. You you have to laugh. And I mean, there are times when I go through life where I'm not laughing and I'm somewhat miserable and I don't like those moments. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I like to laugh. And when I laugh, I feel that it, it, you know, somehow opens up my soul and makes me feel new again. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, being healthy and happy are the two best things in life, most definitely. For sure. And like I said, what a day to record. Not only is it the 36th anniversary of To Hell With The Devil, but what can I say? The final battle, number one, iTunes charts still, and rightly so. How about that for getting up today and still seeing that? It's amazing. I mean, you know, and, you know, for a band like Striper these days, anyway, uh, you know, that's here and gone. If we're number one on iTunes, it might be for an hour. Uh, it literally, it's that quick. Mm -hmm. And we'll take whatever we can get. But to be number one on iTunes for multiple days 
and to see the album doing so well on Amazon and iTunes. And I'm starting to get feedback on charts and everything. And I just got a chart uh, that shows Taylor Swift uh, in the number one position. And we're in the number six and Red Hot Chili Peppers is number seven. And I'm just thinking, wow, this this is really unique for Striper that we're, yeah. you know, we're making a little noise and people seem to be liking the album. This is an amazing album, though, Michael. I mean, I've been blasting it out here in Wales all weekend, and it truly is. It's such a great album. And for regular listeners of the show, they know my know my tastes in music. They know, I mean, my sort of checkbox of things with for music. First of all, I love awesome vocals. Definitely ticked on this one. Uh, great guitar sound, tick. Awesome drum sound, tick. It's got the melodies. It's got the great lyrics. It's, it ticks every box for me. And it just seems to me that, you know, of, after all these years of being a fan of Striper and yourself, you just continue to get better. How on earth are you doing this? That it's just every album that comes out, it's just, well, here's, a, here's another well, banger, as we say over here. I, I think the secret, well, that, first of all, to hear you say that is amazing. And it, it puts a smile on my face. And, you know, we do work really hard. Uh, and we strive for perfection. Whether we achieve it or not, we certainly strive for it. But um, I think the secret, their secret, is the love of music. Mm -hmm. We still love what we do. Um, you know, a lot of people our age, we meet them. We go and perform with bands from our genre. And you can just sense and tell that they're not loving it anymore. Mm -hmm. they're, they're burnt out. They're going through the motions. We still love it, genuinely. And I think that comes through on the on the tracks and with each album and each release. And me being the perfectionist that I am, OCD that I am, ADHD <laughs> that I am, I you mix all that stuff up and I want to outdo myself. And I really believe truly that the best is yet to come. We have not achieved our best yet. That is so good to hear. I mean, because your work ethic has always been so good. Uh, you know, and your passion for what you do as well always comes across. And for you to say that and and to think there's even more awesome Striper music to look forward to in the future is, is so good as a fan to hear. And yeah, I mean, how I mean, like I said, the last time that we talked was in 2018. There was a funny few years in between there where the world sort of stopped for a while. And I've talked to, you know, actors and musicians about how that time was. And how was that for you, Michael, with those years, you know, when there was a, a global pandemic? Well, at first, initially, I was frightened like everybody mm -hmm. else yeah, and fearful and thinking, what the hell is going on here? Is this the end of the world, you know, mm -hmm. or the, the, the door opening to that? And I just felt like, wow, this is interesting. And then after a few months of concern, but trying to think about the situation, I realized like, no, we've got to keep moving. We've got to keep living. We've got to make things roll and make things happen. And that's what we did. We went in and we figured out a way around it. Yeah. Uh, we, we weren't touring, but we were still working and we were doing things that helped the band to survive. And, you know, you have to, as human beings, no matter what you do or who you are, you've always got to fight for life. You've always got to rise to the occasion and rise to the top. Even when things seem dire straight and as if there's no hope, there's always hope. Yeah. Yeah, that that's definitely a good way, a good way, positive way to keep thinking. Definitely, even even in the worst of times, you know, there's always good times to come. And even in the worst of times, and I, I look at the, the 
the people in the Ukraine and seeing some of those images of them fleeing with a small suitcase and a dog in one hand and a cat in another. And some of the people, some of the people uh, wound up, many of the people, I should say, wound up going elsewhere and surviving. And then I saw photos of them or being interviewed and they were smiling and happy. And I just felt like, wow, what a, what an incredible uh, blessing to see. And it should uh, you know, basically make us all want to strive to to be happy, no matter what the situation brings. Yeah, most definitely. And I think, I mean, I found that definitely as I've got older, that, um, you know, I think when you're younger, you strive for more possessions and money and things that don't really mean anything as you sort of get older. I mean, obviously, you want enough money to keep a roof over your head and food on the table, etc. But I'm at the position now where after things that have happened, health and happiness are definitely the top two things. If you've got those, you're not too far wrong. Exactly. And you know, it's funny because even when you have the money and you go buy what you've always wanted, once you get that, you realize it's really nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just, it's just a possession. It is. Uh, yeah. Uh- you, you can't take it with you. It, it could be blown up tomorrow. Uh, you know what I'm saying? It's just a possession. And what matters, as you said, is your, your health and your friendships, people, uh, you know, your legacy, what you leave behind. Were you a good person? Were you a bad person? That's what matters. It is. Yeah. And you know, I found that quite recently I've begun selling quite a few of possessions that I had that were, you know, quite dear to me. And I've liked looking at them and having them. But then oh, I've, yeah. got to, I've got to the stage in life now where I've gone, no, I'm, I'm going to sell them and use the money to have life experiences with the people that I love. And that's going to mean a lot more to me. No question about it. And I tell you, the, the two things that I will never part with is my cappuccino machine <laughs> and my uh, black CK underwear collection. I will never <laughs> part with those two things. Well, if you're going to keep two things, Michael, they're two good ones to have. That's for, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. Well, like I said, we, you know, when we last chatted, it was in March 2018. It was a, it was like a week or two before the Goddamn Evil album came out, which, amazing album again. Since we talked in 2000, there was the um, Even the Devil Believes album, again, cracking album. And now as, as we're talking, we're a few days past the release of The Final Battle, like I said, which is just such, such a great album. And how did, how did that begin? I know when I last talked to you, you were saying about your songwriting process had changed from the early days, whereas before you'd take quite a bit longer to write an album. And then when I talked to you like in 2018, you were saying you'd sort of condensed the writing period that it would, you could even write you know, an album in about 10 days or so. Was it similar with this? Has it changed since we last talked? How did the writing go for this album? It's the same with every album and has been for a while. Uh, back in the day, I did not write like that. Mm. I would spend more time writing, and, and, and not because I chose to or had that planned out, just because it took me more time to write a song. Yeah. Um, nowadays, it doesn't. I once I go into my studio, I pick up my guitar, I have a riff and a, and a drum groove in ten or fifteen minutes, mm-hmm. and then once I have that, it it just it's like lightning. Like lightning strikes, and, and it's the ball just starts rolling 
or the train down the track, I should say, at 100 miles an hour. And within two, three, four hours tops, I have a song. And it's just the way my mind works. I work really well under pressure. Pressure drives me. I always wait two weeks before we start recording to write the album. Wow. And uh, I I, I don't recommend that to anybody. (laughs) And I'm even kicking myself in the behind thinking, you idiot, why did you do this? But at the same time, it's what works for me. And um, I always, it's a song a day after 11 days, 12 days, there's 11 or 12 songs. I send them to the guys. They live with them for a week. They fly out and we're recording. Wow. I mean, that really is putting yourself under pressure. But like you said, it most definitely works. And I'm a, I'm a big fan. I love album openers. And, you know, I, I like an album to hit me in the face. And the, this album opener transgressor didn't just hit me around the face it 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 hit me around the face it kicked me when i was down and it kept hitting me all the way through the song whoa what what a way that's to, funny what a way to kick off an album I, mean, I love it i love it i love it you know it's it's we've kind of been getting in that habit if you want to call it that of uh opening with the bang and ending with the bang yeah yeah having having the bookends if you will uh, with everything in between. And, and I feel like we've got to have something powerful to start and something powerful to end. And we have that with the transgressor being that song and then uh, ending ashes to ashes, which yeah. is another kick to the face. Uh, our agent heard transgressor for the first time. And he called me and he said, I feel like I've been violated in a good way. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was an interesting way to describe it. <laughs> that is definitely an interesting way to describe it. But true, though, once you've heard this song, yeah, you'll definitely get get what it, they meant it, by that. It, it feels like to me what that song reminds me of is when you go to an amusement park and you get on the fastest roller coaster and they buckle you in and then you start going and that's the song starting. And then when you end and you're like thrown against the bar and you're like, oh, my gosh, that's the song ending. <laughs> It is. It is. I mean, and your vocals at the beginning and all the way through and all the way through the album. Wow. It's what are you doing to keep your, you know, your instrument in such good condition that it is? Well, you know, look, I haven't fit into size 28 waist for 30 years, but that's my secret. I'm throwing on size 28 pants and they're making me hit the higher notes a lot better. (laughs) You know what? I, I try to take care of myself, uh, stay in shape. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't abuse anything. So in other words, I like a good cigar on occasion, but I don't smoke cigars every day. I don't smoke cigarettes. Yeah. Uh, I enjoy good whiskey, uh, scotch or bourbon, but I don't do it every day, you know, in moderation. Yeah, yeah. And I think that that's my secret to everything I do. Um, but And I take care of myself. I sing every day. I choose my battles. I, I when I go record, I start with the high notes first, get those mm-hmm. out of the way. Then I sing the song, and I just you know everything that I've been doing uh, seems to be working for me. So I don't want to change anything because yeah. it's working. And I've I've got to ask this as well, and I always ask this, you know, musicians that I talk to, you know, and again, <laughs> listeners, they always know you know, people that I talk to. It's only people you know who I really love. Um, UK tour. I've got to ask this: Is there any signs of Striper? 
getting here to the UK. And specifically, because we're in North Wales, I always ask as well, don't don't forget North Wales. <laughs> of course. No, no, no. We, we I went over there. I, I went to the UK on vacation, to, to, to England on vacation, mm. and then rented a car and drove to Wales and back. Nice. And stopped at every little town on the way, uh, Bath, and it was just awesome. And amazing. So, uh, you know, I'm going to tell you, it breaks my heart. And, I, and I, I mean this. It really, truly breaks my heart. It makes me really sad that we have not been able to, for whatever reason, get back to the UK. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have some amazing fans there, have been all along. And it's really heartbreaking. But we're working on it. I'll tell you the truth. It's finances. It's yeah, a, yeah. a lot of times it just makes no sense if we... If we put together a tour and we've got a, a, a you know, a budget of a hundred grand and, you know, we're looking, we're getting all the guarantees coming in and then we look at the numbers and we're in the red by a hundred grand. It makes no sense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Y- you know, uh, so we have to think about that, but at the same time, uh, you know, we want to get there and we're working on it. And, and I know that will happen uh, in this lifetime. And once it does happen, I think it's going to be electrifying. Oh yeah, I mean, there's there's such a huge audience here in the UK waiting for you guys to come here. It will be you will get such a, a warm welcome. Trust me, Michael, when you come over here, you really will. And, and we can't wait for that. And we miss being there. We've shot our our honestly video there, Hammersmith, you know, and mm-hmm. we spent some quality time there uh in england in the uk and i tell you we we just we got to get back oh, we got to yeah. back and we got we got to be we got to perform in ireland in, in scotland yeah, we've never yeah. performed in ireland scotland oh yeah i mean you cover come back come to england wales scotland ireland you know give all your fans over here in the uk you know the the show that you can put on and it will it will be 100% amazing I would also so going forward because I know I know you're really busy and I'm just looking at the time um, things going forward. First of all, uh, obviously, when you do, let's say this, when you do come to the UK, obviously I will be there. Let's let's record a show in person. Would be so good to record to actually. You sit. know what? Let's do it, and maybe I could even bring a guitar. We could do like a little live performance or something. Wow, <laughs> would be so cool. Um, and in between time, I mean, because we're always here to promote you and, and Striper, because I know you've got, you know, Sweet and Lynch new album coming out next year as well. We're always here to do that. So in the future, even if it's, you know, for that, whatever you're doing, come back on the show. Let's have a chat again. And, you know, because it's always fun to have you on the show, Michael, and and to help promote what you do. You know what, brother? Look, at you've always been amazing. And I appreciate you supporting us and waving the Striper flag because, you know, it takes great people to do that. Uh, because you know wh- who we stand for and what we do, and it's very different, unique, and uh, we appreciate you. And God bless you. And thanks for having me on. And I can't wait for the next time I'm on. And uh, hopefully, I'll be there in person. That'll be amazing. That would be so cool. And and for the sake of the edit, Michael, again, thank you for your time. It's always an absolute pleasure to chat with you. And and long may you continue once again doing what you do so well. Hey, brother, look at you. Likewise, in you uh, stay safe and warm. I know you guys are getting into some colder weather and whatnot mm-hmm. and will be and uh, stay dry and warm. And uh, I can't wait to see you soon. Okay. Thanks, Michael. Much appreciated. Take care. God bless you. And the alarm bell, as always, brings to an end another interview show. Uh, if you haven't already, go and buy the new Striper album. 
go and buy all their albums. At this point, if you're new to Striper, you've got a great back catalogue to go through, that's for sure. If you're a diehard Striper fan, you know what I'm talking about when I say this new album is so, so good. And it's great that we're sat here in 2022 and more great music from Striper and other rock bands that I grew up listening to as well. It's uh, it's such a pleasure that these bands are still putting out great songs. So we need to support them. Buy their music, go see them live, buy their merch, share all the stuff on social media. You know what to do. Also, another thing you know what to do, hopefully by now, is to go to 60mw.co.uk, numerical 60, not alphabetical. That is the hub of everything that we do. Everything's on there, all the various format podcasts, news, reviews, links to our social media. And as always, the best social media to follow us on is Twitter, which is at 60mwpodcast. That will keep you up to date with everything that is happening. We do have a YouTube channel. We are primarily an audio show. Uh, but some of the interviews that I do, not this one, unfortunately, uh, are on video. You can watch them on YouTube and branched out a little bit. I did an unboxing video the other day of me un- uh, unboxing, opening a new collector's edition. I'm so excited. I can barely say it. Collector's edition, Steelbook of First Blood. So if you want to watch that, please do. And give us a subscription on YouTube too. Everything helps the way that you can support us. Tell your friends about us as well. We will be back again very soon. I'm releasing this show on the 29th of October. I am going to release a very special interview show on Halloween. I'm digging back into the 80s Picture House archives and releasing an interview show with John Carpenter. Perfect for Halloween. And of course, it's 40 years this year since The Thing was released, so no better date to release it on. So thank you for listening. We'll be back again soon. And uh, and yeah, Go and listen to uh, some Striper now. <laughs>